Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 95 of Game Time with Manny. As always, I am here with Matt. Yeah, this is going to be a short one. So It is. Ready. There's yeah, nothing jack shit went on. Less than usual, I feel like. Well, another issue is, like, I don't think you played many games. No, I only played Ghosts of Tsushima. And so. hockey started up this week. Oh, damn. So, yeah, you probably didn't play much at all. Yeah, so like I've been I've been walking a lot and just yeah. like hockey because like same. Um, I've been kind of keeping track of my steps, Manny, from just yeah. like every day. Uh-huh. And if I you know just go on my normal walk after this, I will hit seven hundred thousand steps for the month. So. Damn, dude. Yeah, I've been walking That's a ton. Pretty... That was weird. Um, I like I walked a lot this week, and I also like watched a movie. And I haven't watched a fucking movie at home in, let's say, over a year. So. Really? Wow. Is I watched uh, Catwoman a couple weeks ago. Oh, was... shit. The Halle Berry one? Yeah, that was bad. Was that? Yeah, I've... yeah that's well, a bad movie. Like, um, from what you know about uh, Catwoman, the character, she doesn't have supernatural abilities, right? No, isn't there like a basketball scene in that movie that's particularly awful? Well, yeah, but then like they <laughs> added like these supernatural elements to the character as well, and I was very confused by that. Okay, uh, uh, I I don't mind going uh, just completely off the rails. For yeah, this that's a, yeah, that's me either. <laughs> so, um, I just want to talk about what's happening in wrestling this week. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, I normally don't talk about it because I know you don't care, but I, I thought you would at least appreciate this. <laughs> okay. So Chris Jericho's been beefing with uh, a guy named Orange Orange Cassidy. Okay. And for next week, he challenged him to a debate. Ah, <laughs> uh, my favorite wrestling uh, <laughs> yes, setup yes. there. Uh, yes. <laughs> I don't know if they're going to bring out podiums or what they're going to do, but Chris Jericho wants to debate Orange Cassidy next week. Why? I mean, why not? Yeah, I mean, he's got <laughs> he's got to prove that he's uh, smarter than uh, Orange Cassidy. <laughs> yeah, you have to, that's crucial. Crucial so, to wrestling. Yeah. Oh, fuck. So he's just like wrestling's going off the rails in just beautiful ways right now. Um, what made you watch Catwoman? I've been watching a lot of su- like uh, superhero movies, so okay. I was like, I gotta watch su- Catwoman. Okay, it's bad. It's one of yeah. the worst ones I watched. Uh, I watched Palm Springs, which is a made-for-Hulu movie uh, that stars Andy Samberg. I like Andy Samberg. Uh, it, it was. Funny? I it's like not as funny as most Andy Samberg movies, but I loved it as a movie. It's actually like kind of like Groundhog Day. okay, uh, where he relives the same day over and over. And it has like some interesting twists on that concept. Uh, But I really liked it. But yeah, it's a made for Hulu movie. So I don't know that you can watch it on anything other than Hulu. But uh, it. I liked it a lot. It, it had, I wasn't expecting much from it, but then I saw that it won like a bunch of Sundance Film Festival awards, and I was like, "Oh, okay, it's probably actually all right then." Oh, it's J.K. Simmons and yeah, I, I don't know who Kristen Melody. I I oh, really oh. like her. Oh, uh, she's I, the okay. How I Met Your Mother, the mother. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow, they're around the same age. Like I don't know why, but in my my mind, Andy Samberg is very young. Yeah, but he's actually like over 10 years older than us wow yeah he's 41 he's 41 damn dude what yeah he looks fucking good for 41 yeah shit dude Uh, yeah 
Yeah, like, and then the the Lonely Island got a production credit at the end. It was just it was a weird movie, but I really liked it. Oh man, speaking of Lonely Island, <laughs> their one movie was uh, is excellent. Hot Rod. Hot Rod. Yeah. <laughs> no, see, Hot Rod, I do think is excellent. It was a, it was a really <laughs> funny movie. It was dumb as fuck. Yeah, yeah. This is not trying to be like that no, at no, all, yeah, but yeah. Uh, it it was definitely interesting for sure. <laughs> Okay. Is it Andy Samberg doing something different than his normal normal characters? Uh yeah, because he's not just like I don't know, he's much less like funny, I guess. Like okay. this the funny things happen, but the situation that they're in is less comical, I guess. Okay. It seems like it's a rom-com, that's what it's saying. It is, it is, yeah. So I mean it does have funny things, but Andy Samberg right, right. isn't quite as off the wall as stupid as he normally is, for sure. Which I, I it seems like if they're trying to do something a little more serious, you cannot have Andy Samberg <laughs> doing his normal Andy Samberg stuff. <laughs> no, yeah. So uh, would you recommend it to people? Yeah, I would. I, th- I think it was a pretty good movie. Um, I don't know. It depends if you like that kind of like weird Groundhog Day type thing and if time right. travel is interesting or whatever. So, yeah. Are you going to watch any other movies or are you going to let this one just sit for? Just, you know, I, I watched anime last night, which I okay. hadn't done in a while either. So I was just watching TV shows and stuff, but. You know, I, I don't was know, thinking, and I've been oh, I've been reading books. I don't know what the hell's going on, man. I don't know. Uh, did you watch the uh, the Polygon Unraveled? No, so that came out today, right? The Halo or Master yesterday, Chief one. Yes. Yeah, I didn't watch it yet, and then it's like ten minutes longer than they normally are, so I did not watch it yet. Uh, yeah, because like he reads every single Halo uh, novel. And he reveals that the average American reads 12, 12 books per year. Yeah. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, I haven't read one in 10 years. Oh, I this year I've read like five or six, but. Well, you're doing better than me. I mean, that's more than I normally read mm-hmm. per year, so. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm just not much of a reader. I, I was I did, just like shocked about that. I did see a clip from that Unraveled where he was reading The Fall of Reach. And there's a quote from Master Chief that says, like, I will not let this planet fall. And it zooms in on his face and he says, uh oh. Yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. Those books can't be good, dude. I, I'm i sorry to whoever wrote the Halo books. Apparently, there's a trilogy written by a woman. He okay. says are That's excellent funny. books interesting but there are like a lot of those books so the rest of them i some of them he, there are read. 29 in total holy shit what he it, it took him an entire year to read all these books <laughs> <laughs> that is not worth it why does he do these things for unraveled holy shit <laughs> yeah he it gets he goes unraveled at the end there but that's crazy yes that is woof i feel bad for him I hope he got to do that on work time. God damn. Uh, he showed he showed clips because he did like, I don't want to spoil too much, but like, yeah, he, he kind of like talks about it. Yeah, like he did videos after every book he read and one of them he was on vacation. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Well, that that sucks. Uh, well, he did it to himself. So that's I guess him. he did do it to himself so that that's all i've got you want to get into the news <laughs> yeah yeah that's that's it 
Okay. Um, so yeah, Animal the first, Crossing yeah, is there's something. A, a second update happened already. Uh, it did not add like as much content as the first one, but it did a few things. They uh, starting in uh, I can't remember if it's this the first Sunday in August or the second Sunday in August. There will be a fireworks show every Sunday night, which is very exciting for everyone. Uh, and so that will have weird fireworks trinkets and stuff that you can buy associated with that, which they usually have in most Animal Crossing games anyways. Um, but the two bigger things are one of them. You can finally back up your save, but you can't transfer that save. Yeah, that because that'd be insane. Matt. <laughs> why, why, why would Nintendo allow you to use such a novel feature? Well, I don't understand. What's the point of the backup save? Then? I don't know, dude. It doesn't make any <laughs> fucking sense. Because if you lose your switch, you're like, oh, I have a save there, but I can't use it. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't fucking know. It just is the dumbest shit in the world. It's that uh, and Pokemon that have the same issue. I don't get it. And then the other thing that happened was a feature that they had added in the 3DS game called uh dreams basically. Um and instead of like inviting people to your island and then maybe they like destroy it or are shitty or whatever, uh you basically just like generate a dream code and you send that out and then everyone can access it like just by themselves. So people do a lot of weird stuff in Animal Crossing normally, like they make like weird story based things or like they set up a bunch of houses to like, I don't know, like convey something. Uh, But one of the things that I think is interesting about this new one is with terraforming, people are like recreating like SNES games and stuff. So like someone made Hyrule from A Link to the Past. Mm hmm. And so, like, that's one of those things where, like, I wouldn't be able to go see that, but now they could put out that dream code, and then you could just go look around and be like, oh, wow, this is neat, and probably oh, yeah. took you way more time than it should have, or whatever. Also, um, more time than it's probably worth, but... Oh, uh, yeah, but, I mean, you get all that Reddit karma, so it depends what it's worth to you, I guess. I don't know. Uh, that, that, that is nice, you know, who doesn't <laughs> want the Reddit karma? A lot of people do, for some reason. I have uh, way too much of it. And, uh, oh, I have, like, none, so... I'm, I have, like, over 100,000. Oh, uh, damn, I don't frequent Reddit or post at all, really, so... Well, a lot of it's just from hockey, mm-hmm. just, like, uh, New York Islanders. Because, like, I don't have any other place to really talk about hockey and stuff, so... Mm-hmm. Where, like, video games, like, I have you in this podcast to talk about. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to hear about the New York Islanders on a daily basis, <laughs> so I go somewhere else for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, like, those are the main things, and they said they're adding some new seasonal items that you can buy and stuff. It's not a huge update, but they said there will be another one in the fall, so... Uh, and it looks like all the people already dug into the code of the update and it looks like all the previous data mining was true and there's going to be some kind of like vegetable growing or some shit in the the next patch probably. So that I, I don't know. It's cool for people who continue to want more Animal Crossing content and it updates with new holidays and whatever. So that's cool. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, like. Animal Crossing, we've been over it with me, but mm-hmm. like, uh, I'll ask my sister what she thinks of this. Uh, yeah, yeah, the new update. If she's excited that she can upload her save, but then not do anything with it. Yeah, but it, it'll be there. It'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be there when she needs it. Um, just a quick little PSA that I think is kind of cool. Uh, Cuphead is now on the PS4. So did you see when this went up before it was supposed to? I thought it was hilarious. 
I did not see that. Okay, so they, you know what the PlayStation Store looks like, where they have, like, the squares for each game or yes. whatever, like, in the ads. So people found it, like, way before it was supposed to be announced, and it was just oh, a square for Cuphead. Mm. And so, like, people started posting that online, and normally they will, like, take it down and replace it with something. They took it down so hastily, they didn't even fill the square. It was just <laughs> empty. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like oh we done goofed up and that's how i was like oh well that's definitely real and then it was yeah the summer games fest did like a couple minute stream showing hey yeah it's coming to ps4 and they said that the dlc is not ready and will probably not be coming for a long time really that's crazy because that was announced like 2018 yeah it was announced a long time ago but like they were working on Cuphead for a long time because the yeah. animation is like super wild and hard to do. So I, I get that it's going to take them a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, at a certain point, you kind of, I got, is it worth it? I wonder, like, it just seems like spending, I assume 40, 50, 60 hours every week for just a little DLC. It just seems weird. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how well Cuphead did. I mean, like it definitely penetrated like, mainstream people as well just because of the animation and stuff but I, right. I don't know that it sold like particularly amazing or anything so well i think it's like one of the few xbox which it was it was exclusive xbox yeah and then it came to switch and now ps4 so. but it, it it was never added to game pass oh really i didn't know that huh yeah weird i i bought it and i couldn't beat it yeah i yeah, I bought it on Steam when it first came out. So, mm-hmm. wait, it released on Steam initially. Yes. Oh well, okay. Um, <clears throat> Gabe Newell, who is currently in New Zealand, <laughs> uh, he he says that he prefers the Xbox Series X over the PlayStation Five. Yeah, the head of Valve loves the Xbox Series X. Well, the reason why I think this is interesting is Tim Sweeney, Epic. He's all about that PS5. Exactly. That's probably why he had to yeah, go yeah. against it. He couldn't stand yeah. with his arch rival. Exactly. So we got <laughs> we got Valve and Epic going at it for the, the console wars. <laughs> oh my god. I just <laughs> This just reminds me, I wonder if they got burned really bad because Valve like partnered with Sony on the PS3 and they were like, yeah, you're going to be able to like use your Steam login. And then like the only game that could do that was like Portal 2 or some shit. Yeah. And then he like said something about like the PS3 is a waste of time. Basically. Yeah. Then their relationship must have soured and now he loves Microsoft. Uh, Yeah. Because like, I mean, Without Microsoft and like you know Windows, I you know Steam wouldn't be much of anything. So yeah, I mean those two def. Which I mean, didn't he work for Microsoft for like twenty years or something like that as well? That I don't know. I, think I just he, know he collects knives. Well, yes, but I think he worked for for but like before Valve, I think he worked for Microsoft, not necessarily for with Xbox because like Xbox, I think is Steam older than Xbox. Mm, the original, no. Steam got big in like 2007, 2008. Okay. I because like Steam started in like 2004, didn't it? Yeah, but I don't think it got really big until uh well, right, I'm just two. Yeah, I'm just thinking like Steam and Valve like 2003, September 2003, and the first Xbox was like right around the same time, wasn't it? 
Uh, maybe a year or two before. Can't type in Xbox One because that'll do something else. Good. Uh, two thousand one was the original Xbox. Okay, yeah. so he might have worked on the original Xbox, and who knows? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just thought that was kind of funny that like, uh, these two like I would say like pretty big like tech giants in terms of games like they both seem to prefer one or one over the other so it seems like both consoles are going to be pretty good i would say yeah i would assume i would assume that for sure and this last one i don't know anything i've okay so i didn't know anything about this either until last night when my brother told me and he said are you excited for the uh japanese fighting game roundtable discussion tomorrow and i said what the hell are you talking about i don't know what that means uh so what happened was evo was canceled we all know this and all of the japanese developers were going to announce things at evo oh okay and so they decided to all get together and they are going to hold their own thing where they basically like all the heads of those studios come together and discuss fighting games, but they're also going to announce their stuff. So Capcom, Arc System Works, SNK, uh, fucking French Bread, I think, for uh, Uniel and stuff like that. And yeah, I don't know, because... What I think is interesting about this is Capcom put out a separate announcement that they are going to announce the Street Fighter V season pass characters, uh, I believe, August 8th. Okay. So that would mean that they are announcing something different at this. Hmm. Uh, And people are under the impression that it is some kind of new fighting game. So new franchise or like a Street Fighter Six. It would probably be a different franchise than Street Fighter. Oh. Uh, So I am curious. I'm trying not to get my hopes up too much for any of this stuff, but I think it would be so, so cool if they announced some type of versus game or if even if it was just like uh, Tekken Cross Street Fighter. You know what I mean? I was thinking uh, SNK, like Capcom versus. Yeah, which I I would take that. And that's the other thing that I said to Willie last night. I was like, well, what's SNK going to announce? Because they just announced yesterday the next character for their Samurai Showdown season pass. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't really know what they will have either. Maybe they're doing another season of Samurai Showdown DLC. Uh, but SNK, I think, could announce the next King of Fighters, actually. Um, because yeah, I saw a leaked screenshot. I, I saw a screenshot that said King of Fighters 15 the other day, and I don't know if it was a meme or if someone was taking a picture of it. Uh, and yeah, like I would assume that they're going to announce a new season of Tekken DLC because for some reason Tekken 7 is still like going strong. I To me, it seems like this last season of Tekken DLC was probably should have been the last one, just like Street Fighter. But uh I I don't really know if they're going to keep trying to go with that or if they're going to announce something different or whatever's going on. But I would. uh, No, I was just going to say that's at nine tonight, I believe. Okay. Or eight or nine. I can't remember. But that's cool because I'll I'll watch that for sure. Uh, Check it out. I was going to guess maybe Tekken Tag 3. Oh, yeah. That that would be interesting as well. Because like, I don't I don't think they would do Tekken 8. Yeah. And like they haven't done a tag. The last tag was PS3, right? Tekken Tag 2 was PS3. Yep. So, I mean... Yeah, they ported that to the Wii U. Oh, that's interesting. (laughs) Do you think we'll get another Pocken at some point? I don't know about that. 
I mean, I don't think it would be announced here. I think that would be like a yeah, Nintendo yeah. thing. But like, obviously, Namco would be the one making it. So, yeah, I don't. I, I would guess that their people would be down for that. I mean, I think Pocken was interesting enough to warrant further exploration of that. But I, yeah, I can't say. So yeah, I'm curious to see what comes out of this. Uh, I mean, th- realistically, the only one that I am excited for is Arc System Works because every time I see footage of Guilty Gear, it blows my mind open uh, because it's just the fucking craziest looking thing on earth. It, I can't wait to see that game, man. Ugh. I just wish I liked the art style more. Oh, I love the new. I love it. So I mean, much. I appreciate the tech behind it because it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. But like, I I just don't like anime, so like, I just yeah. don't like the anime art style. So like, yeah. like, and that is very much evocative of that. Oh, for sure. So yeah. like, it's just like it just does not click with me at all. But yeah. so like, I can appreciate for like the technical aspect, but like mm-hmm. the actual art style just doesn't do anything for me. Oh, I love it so much. I that game is unbelievable looking, and I I can't wait to see more characters and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because all the new designs I think have been pretty good so far. Um, I'm just curious to see like a new character because they, every character they've announced and shown so far is characters who have been previously in Guilty Gear. But there was that uh, the like dude robot dude with the dreadlocks that they showed in the initial trailer who has not been in a previous guilty gear game. So I hope it's a character like that where it's just like, Oh, this is a totally new person that they show because I think that's more interesting than like, look, Faust looks like Faust. So hmm, I don't know. Has that been announced? Like a release date been announced yet? Uh, it was delayed. It was supposed to come out this year, but they put out a statement saying it won't be out until 2021 because they are. It seems like they're really trying. They keep putting out these huge blogs that talk about like their design philosophies and what they're trying to go for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they in the beta had net code that wasn't great. And so like now they're putting in rollback net code like every fighting game mm-hmm. player wants. Uh and they're trying to figure out how to make it so that combos aren't like overly ridiculous, but they also promote creativity because one of the complaints that a lot of people who played the beta had was that once you found the optimal combo with a character, there was no reason to do anything else. Which that's kind of common with fighting games, unfortunately. It is, but like then there are usually reasons to variate on it at least a little bit. Like I right. personally, I think this is a problem that Dragon Ball Fighters has as well. Um, but it seems like they're really taking that into consideration. Right, right. So I think it's interesting for me. Dragon Ball Fighters, its biggest issue is just like the matches take too long. They take too long, but I also like after watching it a bunch, like mm-hmm. every single match yes. and character string is like the same thing, and it's like okay, I've seen enough here. I don't know. Right, right. And yeah, like they changed the way that the um, Roman cancels work a little bit so they can be used to do all kinds of weird, crazy shit now. So it seems mm. like that'll promote creativity and weirdness. So I yeah, I, I'm just curious to see where fighting games are going from here. Like, where are they headed in the next generation? Or are, are these all going to be just like another season of these already made games? Or are they announcing new stuff that we will see in the future? So. Yeah, I think for me, I, I, it depends on what SNK were to do, but I, I'd probably be most interested in whatever Capcom's doing. 
Yeah, I think that's true as well. Other, I mean, other than Arc System Works, but I already know right. that they're going to show new stuff. So, right. Yeah, it's going to bum me out so much when they show a fucking Street Fighter Five character, and I'm like, man, what the fuck? <laughs> um, but I think that's it for the news. I mean, there wasn't a ton this week. Uh, no, yeah, there was not really any. Not very much went on. Battletoads comes out August twentieth. Yes, uh, that's it. There's a trailer. If you go watch it, if you care. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um now we'll get into the game we've been playing which uh i have been playing a couple other things but i I've, I've been primarily just playing ghost of Tsushima, which yeah. uh so have you manny yeah that's all i had been playing i played probably like another six or seven hours of it okay um, are, are you still in the, the first area yeah i will never be out of the first area i am 18 hours into the game total mm-hmm. and i still haven't left the first area yeah, so I think my problem with this game is that I am playing it how I normally play open world games, which is like, ooh, a question mark. Mm-hmm. We got to see what that is. Right. And then, oh, man, it's a problem because at a certain point, it's just like I've heard a lot of people say. So there are three different areas and I've heard a lot of people say they're maxed out on skill points by the end of the second area. Uh, so then you like go to the entirety of the third area fully maxed out on everything and it's like well that's kind of boring i don't know so i feel like i might have to like try to peel myself away and like just mm-hmm. try to advance the story or whatever at a certain point yeah i've been wanting to do that but as i said i was kind of busy this week mm-hmm. so i'd only have like a half hour hour to play yeah uh and like i i've done everything but like the main mission that's going to obviously advance the story mm-hmm. to the next area and i just have a feeling that's going to take like an hour or two yeah so i was like you know what i'll just wait till this weekend and then i'll kind of do that mission because i'll have more time to actually commit to because i don't want to like break that up into like two or three play sessions i want to just do that one mission in one sitting so so I just kind of I've been just cleaning up everything like I've been I don't know if you have like the guiding winds like because the, like there's all those like winds that you can buy and then it's like hey here are all like the fox dens here are all the banners yeah so I, no I've I didn't been, buy those I have I have like all that unlocked and I've been kind of just kind of dicking around when I have time to just go in and get a couple banners so <laughs> Um, what are your thoughts on it so far though? Uh, I do still really like it. Like, I think that the combat is good. Like I, I enjoy it. It, mm-hmm. it, you know what, in a weird way, it reminds me of like the Batman style combat for some reason. And I don't the, like, it's not a one-to-one comparison, but it's one of those things where, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just because of the way the combat flows, I guess. And the way you have to like switch stances to attack certain people. Whereas in like Batman, you'd have to use certain gadgets to attack certain things or whatever. Right. Uh, so yeah, it, it just feels like that kind of combat, but slightly more timing based, I guess. Uh, yeah. Less countering, but you mm-hmm. never, did you do a lot of countering in Batman or did you do a lot of dodging? Uh, I would usually do a lot of countering in Batman. Yeah. Cause like I, cause like I'm thinking maybe like more like Spider-Man. Yeah, where it, like Spider-Man, because like you were doing a lot of dodging and I've been doing a lot of dodging in this and then switching stances and stuff. So. Yeah. So in this one, I counter I kill people now most of the time. So when you like get the perfect parry or whatever, there's like a 20 percent chance to kill them. I have not unlocked the parry ability. 
Oh dang! So yeah, if you like, well, I, you can. I I don't know if you can perfect parry off the bat. I can't remember, but it's like when you push L one right before yes, they hit yes. you, like right at the exact time, it kind of like pushes them further away from you, or like will usually like unbalance them, or like if the shield guys won't be able to use their shield right away or whatever. Um, but there are a couple like skills that deal with that. So like yeah, one a couple of them deal with they just like you just kill them when mm-hmm. that happens, and so that's awesome when that happens. <laughs> Yeah, my thing is like I just can't parry. Like it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. Like I I just struggle with like anything like precise timing, and I don't even think it's probably that precise uh, compared to like something like uh, what was the game last year? Sekiro. Sekiro. Yeah, I, I assume this feels like it's like <laughs> like two minute window, but like I just can't do that kind of stuff. So yeah. So the the weird thing that's been happening to me in this game is I will either annihilate the enemies or I will die in ten seconds. Mm. And I don't know if it's one of those things where like it's my fault or what, but like I'll be. I, I think I want I want a lock on in this game because what happens a lot is like. I'll be trying to focus on a specific guy Mm -hmm. and like, I'll do something and then someone will just stab me from behind, but you can't block from behind you. Right. So it's like, then I just like get stuck in this weird thing where it's like, Oh, then he's targeting this guy and now I'm getting hit from behind again. And so like, if I just don't go into the fight just right, I feel like I get fucked over like that, but the respawn time isn't that bad. And then like, well, like the trick to the respawn time is, you know, when they're beating the shit out of you as you're dying, yeah they're actually reloading there oh that makes sense actually and it's just brilliant (laughs) yeah that is good uh so that that's one of the reasons why the load times are so great yeah and like usually you just respawn like right near the place so it's never like a huge deal and no fight ever lasts like a super super long time so it's not that frustrating but yeah i don't know why i either find myself it's like oh i crushed you guys or Mm -hmm. i died instantly (laughs) basically so i don't know I, I've hit a point where, like, yeah, I'm just annihilating everyone. Cause, but I've unlocked all the stances and done everything. Like, oh, Okay, yeah, time. like, I only have the first two stances mm-hmm. still. So, th- I mean, I assume once the, you get the upgrade the gadgets and stuff, it's really easy. Because, like, right now I can throw kunai at two separate people and stagger them. And that makes right. it super easy to kill them. So, mm. Yeah, and I've, I've pretty much been just going for the exploration stuff a lot as well. Oh, yeah. So I, I I I was definitely dying a ton because like, mm-hmm. uh, have you upgraded your armor at all? No, I have not. I just unlocked for a mission. I was given new armor, but I didn't okay. see if it was like better or not. Well, like different armors for different things. Yeah. So I was using the traveler one for a long time because it would like vibrate when an artifact was near you. That's what I fully upgraded because like that's uh, what I've been because I've just been kind of running around exploring. But like if because then there you can switch to the other one, which is more for like combat and it'll mm. give you better defense. And then I'm assuming the one you just got is probably for like arrows. Mm, probably. Um, but it's one of the things I think is weird is like I've explored a lot of that area. Mm-hmm. I still haven't found a swordsmith to upgrade my sword. Do I have to like do the blacksmith missions for that or something? Uh, there's a city in the town, like in the middle of the map, there's a pretty big city where there's a, a swordsmith, like a blacksmith. Okay. Cause like every town I go to, there's like just some merchant and they never want my sword, but the game uh, keeps being like, Oh my God, your sword, you can upgrade it. And I was like, yeah, I know, man. If you go and just say like view upgrades, does it show on the map where you can go? In I, the game? I don't know that I have tried that. 
you should try that because it'll tell you exactly where you can go to to upgrade. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, it would keep popping up and being like, you can upgrade your sword. And I'm like, cool, thanks. I know. <laughs> but, yeah, there is a there is a map in the like there's pretty it's pretty a pretty big city like right in the middle you must okay. have been to it it's where like the gif altar is i don't know that i have been to it okay then you yes i have been i've been going around the center of the map <laughs> i'm going along the coast uh you're gonna want to go in the middle in the middle okay there, there's well, a big city there and well, we'll see uh that that city has the gif altar so like you can get like you just get these gifts as you complete um mm-hmm. So you just get like supplies and different like iron and stuff. Um, yes. So you can. Uh, uh, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think I had the game break the other day. Oh, that's fun. Uh, I have learned through talking to Scott, who got the platinum in this product. Jeez, uh, already? Yeah, man. That uh, if the more you leave it in rest mode, the more fucked up it gets. <laughs> oh, OK. Uh, I don't know if the new patch fixed that or not. Uh, but I there was a city marked on the map and I mm-hmm. got to it and it was like, oh, this is Mongol territory. And I looked around that city for like 25 minutes and there was no one there. There's nothing fucked up about that. There's a mission, a side. Mission. OK, that's what I thought. But I also was having like the really game does insane... not the game does not do a good job because I had the same thing where I just went okay. around everywhere and I spent like a half hour like there's got to be something here and then I just started doing side missions and I eventually went to that city and had to do stuff and then I unlocked it so well and then there was one of those birds that you're supposed to follow to take you somewhere and it like yep. brought me into the middle of this house and was just like okay cool thanks bird when you unlock the city there's something there Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, I also the screen tearing gets really bad mm. when I leave it in rest mode and stuff. And I guess it makes it so that some quests just like don't start properly or like can't work. Mm. I so that's fun. I don't know. Yeah, that that's that's not great. But uh, but no, it isn't. I can tell you that's just poor game design. And that's okay. Cool, cool. <laughs> Perfect. I'm glad that you were able to reinforce that because I was just like, what the mm-hmm. fuck? There's nothing here, and it like yeah, yeah. it pops up with the thing saying like you're in enemy territory, and I was like, well, cool. There's no fucking enemies, man. Yes. Yep. They had the exact <laughs> same thought. I was like, I want to take this out. Okay. Cool. 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 <laughs> But no, yeah, I, I am enjoying it. I It's one of those things where, like, I it's a problem I have with a lot of open world games is I, I don't I can't play them for very long at a time anymore mm. because it's just like something about it doesn't grab my attention fully. Like, I'll do like four or five random things and be like, all right, I'm good for right now. Do you think this is going to burn you out to the point where, like, you don't even want to play like one of the two big Ubisoft open world games coming out later this year. Maybe. I, I don't really know. I think I should just try to start playing deadly premonition because that's one where like the plot will hook me into it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it's just the, the, the idea that that game has a great enough plot is just funny um, to me. It does. Hey, I, Ghost of Tsushima like barely has a plot. So I, like, I'm, I'm a... not saying it's a great story. I'm just saying deadly premonition is a funny game. Hey, they patched it a second time so now that was what i was waiting for so now i can actually start playing it again because i think this is as good as it's gonna get (laughs) they're doing their best i didn't see what this new patch does they said they were going to raise the frame rate again but i don't know if it fixed how how much from 10 to 15 
Uh, look, the previous one also fixed some of the frame rate stuff. So now, for all I know, it could run at a solid 20. Uh, who knows? Ooh, who there. knows, dude? <laughs> Almost to TV. <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Almost there. Four more frames. They can do it. I have faith. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I guess that's the games we've been playing. Yeah, that's it, really. Mm-hmm. And I brought a uh, just a uh, an actual topic that I thought we could discuss for this week. Okay. And I want to talk about. I want to compare this year to last year in terms of like E3 versus like the Summer Games Fest. Okay. Uh and just kind of like just kind of discuss like maybe your preference. Um. So just kind of initial thoughts on like E3 of last year or just previous years. And just kind of like how it's gone this year where all the news and everything's just kind of broken out into several months and like weeks and months. So, um, I, I personally vastly prefer E3 to what is happening right now. Um, just because like, I don't know, I think I said this a couple weeks ago, but it's one of those things where I feel like I'm not seeing every announcement. Mm. for some reason like things just like get weird and lost or like oh this random stream about cuphead was happening on a fucking thursday afternoon for some reason you know what i mean or like uh tony hawk was announced like at noon on some day like some random day which that stuff just seems kind of weird whereas like i do think sony did a good job with their like presentation but that could have been like around e3 time you know what i mean i will counter by saying uh, you miss a ton of stuff at uh, during E3 as well, just because like it's just so much. Uh, That's true, but usually I, like the stuff that you care about will like rise to the top, or like yes, I will yes. continue to like look at and watch interviews. I absolutely, I, I but like there are definitely a lot of things that fall through the cracks just because there's just so much. But yeah, I'm in full agreement that just like. I miss E3. Like, I, there's just some, there's an excitement to just like a week of news, you know? Yeah. And it's like a week of like important news, usually. Mm-hmm. Well, important, quote unquote, but like video game things that people who like video games would care about. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like, what is the next year or next couple of years? Like, what is that going to look like? What are the things that we have to look forward to? Mm-hmm. And. This year, I mean, obviously, because there is no E3 because of COVID and stuff like that. Well, the E3 seemed like it was going to be really weird this year anyways, outside of COVID because of right. all the issues they were having. But it's it's just, yeah, and like announcements are less this year in general, just because like teams had to create working from home pipelines. And like, that's why Nintendo has had not barely anything to show is because like they didn't really start working until like may you know what i mean do you think it's that or do you think they just planned on having a weaker year in general or at least a weaker fall knowing that it like xbox and playstation have their consoles coming out this year so they maybe but like i think that nintendo generally would have had another few things announced by now well i guess I see like i'm what i'm kind of wondering with nintendo is in a weird way did they luck out by not having an e3 because they just didn't have much planned for like this summer or just like the end of the year and their big thing would have been uh 
um, Mario, Paper Mario. Paper Mario. Yeah, I don't know, because that was another weird one where they just like casually announced it on Twitter. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't even a Nintendo Direct, and then the Direct they did have, one was about Min Min and Smash, and the other one was uh, an HD remake of Shimigami Nocturne and Shimigami Tensei Mm Five. So, like, yeah, I don't know, because, like, what do they have for the fall? Like, normally that's what would get announced at E3. Pokemon DLC. They do have Pokemon DLC, but they got you gotta have to have a game. That's all they have that we know of. And, and no, talking, I know, and that that's why I think it's wild. Is like uh, normally yeah. you would find out about what's coming out in the fall, and like I would have guessed that it was supposed to be Breath of the Wild too. You think so? I think so. I, I'm just kind of wondering if that's something they would have wanted to just kind of like have be a 2021 and not compete with Sony and Xbox. I think it's going to be that way now. But I think that it was probably originally supposed to happen this fall. Okay. Just because I, I think that normally they have to, ha- they have some kind of large temple release in the fall. Yeah. And I, see the whole thing was like it before COVID, it was the year of Mario. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking like it would have been a Mario thing. And then as we said, next year's Zelda's 35th anniversary. So I think it would have made more sense than breath of the wild to be next year. Yeah, I guess it kind of would, but I don't know. Nintendo's never been great with anniversaries. I feel like. Um, a couple years ago was the year of Luigi. So I know I have a year of Luigi coin that I cherish, mm-hmm. but I, I, yeah, I don't know because no, yeah. that that could still happen because the thing that was supposed to, or in theory was supposed to come out for the Mario anniversary was a collection of 3D Mario games. Like that yes. could still very well come out. I mean, and that's not, that's something they could be like, hey, we have a Mario collection and it's out next week and it will sell fine. Like, oh, it'll sell a quadrillion billion copies. Yeah. So like, I I don't think Nintendo has to produce some big like direct for Paper Mario and then like a Mario collection. So like, I, I'm just kind of wondering if they lucked out this year by like not, there is no E3. It's it's possible. I just yeah, I don't know. It so to me it feels weirdly empty because of Nintendo, I think. Well, I think the other issue is like now that all these companies have spaced out their press conferences, like Xbox had two different ones mm-hmm. and they had like their own and then they had like the third party stuff and then Ubisoft had their own. And then like things are shown, things are announced. And like, I'm generally excited about some of the stuff that they showed, but the general, uh, from what I see, like comments, like people are just disappointed from like every single thing. And it, mm-hmm. it feels like people are just like expecting like the cavalcade of like everything that announced at E3 announced, like they're expecting that level for every one of these conferences and like that's just never how it works in general anyways no you that's know, never e- how it happens in general but like i i don't know i i i just feel like each one is getting put like on a pedestal and like expectations are getting put way too high so the only two that i personally think should have been put on that pedestal are sony's thing and microsoft's most recent thing uh yeah yeah and people were disappointed by xbox most recent thing yeah, and so, I mean, I I can't say that I was disappointed because, like, I personally don't really at- attach to many of their IPs, right? But it's one of those things where, like, I, I get it. 
mm-hmm. why people would say that they're disappointed by that, because it's one of those things where, uh, and this is kind of a slightly different topic, especially for Microsoft, but one of yes, their yes. things is like they're, they're pushing Game Pass, right? Right. So it's one of those things where it's like, ah, yes, you'll be able to play this on Xbox One and Xbox Series X and PC. Mm-hmm. So to me, it looking at it as someone who has an OK PC, I could probably play a lot of those and I have Game Pass. Right. So like that doesn't sell me on a Series X. Not that I was going to be sold on a Series X regardless. Right, right. But it's one of those things where like that's what that's supposed to do. And I feel like they kind of like, I don't know, they didn't really do that for a lot of people, I think. Well, I think I think their big thing with that was to sell Game Pass. Yeah, that's what they were trying to do. But I mean, when you're putting out a expensive box, you want people to buy your expensive box. I think they want Xbox fanboys to buy that box. And I think the big thing is they want people to sign up for Game Pass because the fact that they're releasing an Xbox exclusive on PlayStation 4 this week, I think tells you everything you need to know about Xbox and what they care about. Well, I think that they had a timed exclusive deal. Um, maybe I, that I don't know, but like, I, I, I believe that they did. Okay. Um, um, because I think they just got funding from Microsoft. Mm, okay. Cause, uh, rivals of Aether was also a, is that on PS4? No, it's on switch though. Okay. Now. So, but yeah, like... maybe, maybe it's not yet. It's being ported. It is definitely coming to switch at least. Okay. How do you think that's going to do on switch? I would assume pretty well. I'm just kind of because like the Smash community is really weird about Smash and anything that's kind of like Smash, they're just going to shit on it because it's not Smash. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that game had performed pretty well, I think. So, well, well, I, well, I, I feel so. like it performed well if you're like, hey, I like Super Smash Brothers, but I and I can play basically play Super Smash Brothers on the PC. Mm-hmm. And I'm just kind of wondering how that will do on like the Switch where like it's actually going to be competing with Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, I don't know on that front. But yeah, I mean, like, I agree. Like, um, one of the questions I had here is, who do you think won Summer's Game Fest this year? And it seems like we're probably both in agreement that it's Sony. Um. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Like, I, I, so, I mean, I watched that with scott and nukio and like neither one of them seemed very excited about that playstation thing but like to me almost every single one of those games and announcements was cool wait they weren't excited about anything not really no did they not like spider-man well scott didn't play spider-man and doesn't care about it so i i I mean nukio said that he would like spider-man yeah but i Mm. i just think it's one of those things where it's like well you've already played spider-man so it's not super exciting but i mean i don't i did not expect a miles morales spider-man game this year oh no i i didn't either like yeah you're talking to me man i'm excited (laughs) about that i think that the ratchet game looks really cool like i personally really like Mm. a lot of the indie games that they showed like they seem really interesting uh even like hitman is just like a cool fucking thing to show Mm-hmm. a teaser for because then you think about like oh fuck that could be crazy on the next generation of consoles like it, it's just like that that one to me did what i wanted out of all their stuff you know like it, it had a bunch of cool announcements it had a bunch of interesting mm-hmm. things that i had never seen before like that to me just is like what i want out of a next generation thing well not just next generation but like you think of like the past several playstation like e3s 
that had more in it than those because like the last one like yeah. showed like five games like the sony press conference or whatever you want to call it felt more like like previous year's xbox press conferences mm-hmm. where it was full of like third party stuff because like mm-hmm. i think that's one of xbox's biggest problem is it's not necessarily necessarily their stuff but they always just show all these crazy third party stuff where they didn't show anything this year. They had their own separate third party for that, and they bungled that so bad by saying gameplay. And then, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, god, that Assassin's Creed Valhalla gameplay still gets me too. Oh, I see that one. I don't know if we can blame Xbox because, like, they would have just gotten the trailer from Ubisoft, but like. Xbox should have just been like, guys, we can't call this a gameplay trailer. Yeah, because it's fucking <laughs> for sure not. So, uh, yeah. Uh, did you ever watch the Ubisoft press conference or you didn't even bother? No, I did not bother. Because they did show a lot of gameplay for Assassin's Creed. Yeah, there. I assume it looks like Assassin's, Assassin's Creed. Creed. Yes. Yeah, so, like, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. I Yeah, it's just one of those things where... Yeah, that week of news and like mm-hmm. it's always like it's stupid, but I always like I look forward to that week every year. Yeah, I mean, like we get together the for a couple of years there. We like your mom was out of town. So we go to your mom's house or. I, yes, I, <laughs> <and then laughs> because we, I would have to house sit my mom's dogs and yes. stuff. And so it's just like, yeah, you just like dick off and it's have fun. Like, well, I, don't, I don't know. We grill and like <laughs> watch press conferences. It was. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, yeah, I, I, I missed that this year. We didn't have that. Like, we didn't even get together and watch it. Cause like, and I assume like you, Nuki and Scott didn't either. You just did it online. Right? Yeah, we had done it online. So it's, it's just, it's, it's very different and it's mm-hmm. a weird thing. And I like my f- favorite part of E3 is watching giant bombs night show. Right. And like, I don't get anything like that this year. And that's such a huge bummer to me. Cause I love those things. And yeah, it just feels like a weird empty spot in the year, even though there is still news trickling out or whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's also one of those things where, yes, it is a transitional year for consoles. So it's like a lot of the things that will be shown for next generation will be like launch titles. So they're never going to be the most exciting thing. Right. But it also is the end of this console generation. So cool games can still come out right at the end of the generation or whatever. Yeah. Battletoads is going to close out the Xbox for fuck's sake. (laughs) It is though. Technically that's no, I know. And like uh, cyberpunk, they wouldn't have necessarily needed to show at E3 again, Mm -hmm. even though there were a couple separate events where they showed gameplay of that. It just, Oh man, we would have gotten those Warner brothers stuff and we didn't get that either. Maybe there's still time. Well, there is. Cause like I, there's something like late August. There's like the the DC Batman event. Hmm. Um, and like the rumor is that they're going to announce the Batman game at that event. Interesting. And this is like this is not like DC games like this is DC everything uh, event. I can't think of what it's called. Uh, but yeah, the rumor is they're going to announce uh, Batman uh there so and one of the other things that i think really makes this entire summer thing a giant clusterfuck is there is no central 
like governing body or anything like even though sony and some other companies didn't go to e3 they were still doing their things centered around e3 whereas like now you have oh sony's doing a thing microsoft's doing a thing microsoft's doing another thing ign is doing a thing jeff Keighley is doing his thing Nintendo is putting out these weird random things and it's just like there's no I I mean yes I could find a list of all these things happening that someone made but then that doesn't take into account when like random companies especially Nintendo is just like yeah tomorrow we're doing a thing I don't know (laughs) yeah yeah and it just feels like so weird and so it's like well I didn't know this thing was happening yeah, it just kind of like, I and that's kind of one of the questions I I have here is, uh, you know, it as, assuming E three doesn't come back next year for whatever reason, mm-hmm. what changes would you like to like to see from like from learning from this year, this summer? Like, what would you see like to see implemented for next next year? Yeah, that I don't know. Like, I because c- to me, like the watching E three from a home thing. Mm-hmm that uh, e3 has always been fine to me you know what i mean right right whereas i feel like the thing that needs to change about e3 is the physical attendance part of it for people i think see i get that but i i i kind of wonder if it's still helpful for like outlets and developers and publishers because mm. like giant bomb had, does their big event the night stuff and like mm-hmm. but i don't know like maybe that could transition to like gdc and all that yeah stuff just kind of happens at gdc and then e3 is still just kind of like more online i don't know but like i do think there is a lot of value in taking like a lot of like the leading industry people in you know video games and putting them all in one location yeah, and I mean they had Giant Bomb has done similar nightly shows at past GDCs. So right. like I could I could see that happening, but I no, I do think that's important. It's just like the thing that sucks about E3 recently for people is like they opened it up to the public and they don't they don't know what they're doing with it. Mm-hmm. Like it just is it seems like a giant boondoggle where like they have no idea how to properly monetize it, but the ESA like desperately wants to monetize it for some reason. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know exactly, you know, like what what they can do for that. I don't know what the answer is there because I I feel like what they want to do and where the direction of things are going are just com- two completely different directions. So, like, yeah, uh, it's very interesting to see, like, you know, the future of E3 if it will come back next year. Uh, but I'm just kind of wondering, like, maybe how would you feel if, like, all the companies got together and then they were like, hey, June is the month of video games and we will kind of condense everything, all the news into June. So, I mean, I, I would be OK with that because, uh, like, I do understand the value for, like, companies of being like, we don't want to have our press conference the same day as Nintendo because Nintendo is going to monopolize the the news cycle. Mm-hmm. So if it if things get separated a little bit but like still condensed into maybe like a month, I think I would be okay with that. Um but yeah, like this whole like Microsoft has two different confer- like conferences and one for third party and one for their own 
it just kind of diluted everything and it just did not work this year to the yeah to the I, point i don't even remember anything that was announced at their like first press conference do you no see <laughs> that's a failed press conference at that point uh-huh. yeah uh, <laughs> where like sony i still remember ratchet and clank spider-man and horizon zero dawn yes and I don't remember the name, but there was that really cool one with like it was like the lady, the like the girl adventurer that seemed really cool as well. Uh, but like, yeah, I just unfortunately there's just a couple things that I remember that's announced this year, but a lot of it just kind of like I've forgotten about already. So Tony Hawk, I, Tony Hawk is definitely one that I, I and that's going to pre-orders go up here in a couple weeks, Manny. Well, it comes out in two months. Like, <laughs> yeah, but like once the pre-orders, then we can play that demo. Oh fuck, that is true. That's so tight. They had, oh, that was another news thing. They announced thirty-seven new tracks uh, for the soundtrack in that game. Oh yeah, yeah, that's and they're actually pretty good. So I am excited. I, a lot of that music. I don't know. I'm not. Uh, really... I, I I knew a lot of it, so I am personally excited. Uh, and yeah, so like the thing that I think is a bummer is like th- what has happened now this summer is what I assumed would happen if E3 ever went away. Mm-hmm. And it is because of th- these developers and publishers don't need E3 to get their message out to an audience. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sony had their press conference had the most views of any like video game press conference of all time. Yes. And so it proves that. And like Nintendo had already proven that before, which is mm-hmm. why I said I is E3 even truly necessary for any of them. Is uh, because well, like, like, people will always tune in for a Nintendo Direct. But Nintendo still goes with the Treehouse stuff. Like they're still in yeah. the vicinity. Yeah. So they're still there as a company. Yes. So I think they still value E3 in some way. They just don't necessarily value the press conference before E3. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, one more question I kind of wanted to ask you was, um, since I I knew you'd be missing E three, so I just kind of had this question. Uh, like, mm-hmm. uh, have you kind of gone back and like watched, read, or listened to any old E three stuff to just kind of get back into like get a little nostalgia? No, I haven't really. I mean, I've been listening to the Hotspot a lot more on um on giant bomb just because this a couple weeks ago they actually did get rich gallop okay uh, so they did tell a lot of old like getting ready for e3 stories back mm-hmm. in the the ye old times <laughs> right right of e3 and they talked about that stuff quite a bit uh so i, I stuff like that i have been going back and listening to okay yeah uh but, yeah I, oh sorry no i was gonna say i just i usually don't go back and watch any of those press conferences or anything except that konami one Okay, I I don't go back and really watch the press conferences, but I actually went back and listened to like old Giant Bomb 2015 stuff, mm-hmm. and it's just been kind of interesting. Like, uh, what do you think? Like, put yourself back in like 2015. What do you think? Like, the big talking points would have been in 2015. Fuck, I time is an illusion. Uh, I I can't even. I mean, they that, that was they were probably still seeing Witcher demos at that point, right? Witcher had already been out. Really, The Witcher Three had been out for just a couple months. Okay, 
uh, or at least a month. I, I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think what came out in the second half of 2015. Well, one of them is one of your favorite games of the generation, and yes, Witcher Three came out May 18th. Mm, okay, so, so yeah, I've been out of it. So right before E3. Like, Wait, did they talk to Scott Benson from Night in the Woods? Uh, well, I, I just kind of wrote down some like bigger stuff. Um, mm. uh, one of the big big stories that like around there was Konami and Metal Gear Solid because like that oh, was the yeah, whole yeah. thing with mm-hmm. um, Kojima and Konami yeah. and Metal Gear Solid Five was just coming out and they were like very confused about that and just something some felt very off about metal gear solid five <laughs> which it's fun to like in retrospect know exactly uh why yeah uh, um another big one was mario maker okay which was which was giant bombs game of the year in 2015 mm-hmm. if you remember I do. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn, they were very excited about. It's mm-hmm. funny to, in retrospect, <laughs> how much, because uh, other than Jeff, no one liked that at all. Yeah. And then the big talking point is actually was actually VR, because VR oh, got big yeah, in 2016. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would, I have listened to hours and hours of them talking about just VR and how excited they are with that. Because if you remember, this was right around the time Austin started working at Giant Bomb as well. Yeah, it is. Uh, so um, that's been very interesting listening to him as he's like first joining uh, Giant Bomb. Uh, but yeah, it's very interesting <laughs> listening to them talk about VR and how they thought it was going to be the biggest thing ever. And how basically five years later... Like, VR is still around, but, like, I don't want to say it's, like, dying, but it just seems like it's kind of been pushed off to the side a little bit, don't you think? Oh, definitely, because it's it. you would have thought that if it was huge, it would have been a main focus of these next-generation consoles, but it mm-hmm. isn't. Like, Xbox still doesn't give a fuck, and uh, Sony is just going to reuse the same thing. Do you think it's going to... Do you think... Because, uh, like... I feel like this year is the first year we've finally gotten like a big uh, VR game with Half-Life Alex, mm-hmm. one that actually is in like contention for maybe game of the year. I don't know if it's mm-hmm. going to necessarily win, but it seems like that's going to be competing with like a lot of the other big games. Do you think that'll help or do you think that's just going to be like a weird blip? And in five years, we're going to barely hear about VR and video games. I think VR is still going to be a thing. I think augmented reality is probably going to start getting bigger here in 10, 20 years. But like, I just kind of wonder if VR, like video video games and VR, if they're going to just kind of split off and really just be two separate things. Yeah, I don't I don't really know, because I think Half-Life Alex is going to be like a weird blip because no one's going to have the budget or time to put into a VR thing that Valve put into that. Right. Right. So it's the same issue that I've always had with VR is like it just nothing ever feels different enough. Like it all they all just feel like weird kind of flimsy tech demos that don't have a ton of depth. I mean, there there are some exceptions to that, but for the most Half part, like that's, that's just what they feel like in general. And so like I've played a decent amount of VR games and it's just I'm never mm-hmm. impressed by that because I what I look for in video games is not what VR games are putting out there. 
and it's just one of those things where they're usually meant to not be played in very long chunks or they're they're just supposed to meant to be smaller fun experiences or something and that's like I don't know. It's just, it's never what I've been looking for. And it's one of those things where there are so many different VR games that are just like that, that it's, it's hard, I think for them to stand out. Yeah. And I think uh, like you kind of pointed out, I think one of the biggest things is like, you just can't sit and have a VR headset on for very long. No. I, and like, and, and if you're going to do that, you have to fully commit. Like, if I'm playing a game, I can just put down the controller, go pee, grab a drink, where like VR, it's a whole rigmarole of like taking everything off and kind of and dealing with all those cords and then having to get it all back on when to just even to just like find your drink because like you're in a headset. So you obviously don't know where your drink is. So like, yeah, you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just kind of like, yeah, I I just I I think it's really interesting, like five years ago, listening to them so excited about VR and how, like, in retrospect, I don't think it, it lit the world on fire the way people thought it would. Well, no, but it's also one of those things where it was almost impossible for it to because you have to have a killer PC mm-hmm. And you have to then pay another 800 to a thousand dollars for the Vive or the Oculus. Mm -hmm. And like, it just was unattainable for most people. Now, like you could get the Oculus quest, which doesn't even need a computer. You just use it for like 250, 300 bucks, but that's still an expensive thing. And then it like, doesn't necessarily have the horsepower to play like more crazy shit. Mm -hmm. So then it still is like lacking in that department. So it's, it's just until that technology is super attainable to most people, they're just, it's never going to take hold in that way. And it's the same thing where I think that a lot of venture capitalists donated to VR studios trying to say like, oh, this is going to be the next big thing. But then there was no huge inventive stuff. It was just, what is the thing we can put out that people who have VR will try? And that's a small target audience. There just isn't enough there. And so you can't really build a larger target audience until you put out some wild, crazy shit that people are like, I have to try this. Mm -hmm. So yeah, when the two things you have are the weaker uh, Oculus Quest and the weaker playstation vr it's like it's kind of hard yeah and i think the other thing is and i don't know how big of a market this is but like i think parents are a little concerned with children because i i think the science has shown that like vr is not good for children Mm. uh where like like if they do it every once in a while no big deal but like if they're exposed to it on a regular basis like it can hurt their development so like if i were a parent i don't think i would let my kids be in vr yeah, I don't I don't know about you, but like, I'm just like, I think that's another thing setting it back where like, you know, it's VR can be really cool, but it's one of those things where it's like really cool for 20 minutes. And then it's like, OK, I get this. I don't know if I want to spend fifteen hundred dollars for for this. But yeah, like it's just very, as I said, it was just very interesting listening to them talk about that. But um, yeah, uh, that's pretty much it for what I kind of prepared for this topic. I don't know if you have anything else you want to kind of add about like E3 in general. 
No, yeah, I'm just bummed that there isn't one. I, I don't know. I mm-hmm. mean, it's like it kind of was an, an inevitability, I guess, which I had been saying for years. But your prediction, or our predictions podcast, was there's no more E3. And yeah, and then you were right. Yeah, so, so congratulations. So... <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I didn't want to be right. No, I mean, yeah. I like I still love I still love it, and it just yeah, it's it's weird. Do you think you would, if it was just the press conferences and not the event, you would still love it? Yeah, maybe. Because that's all I uh, care about primarily. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I, I would that, care if I went there, but like I'm not mm-hmm. there. so. No, yeah. And that's what I think most people, to most people who are viewing it from home, E3 is just the press conferences. Right. Yes. So, you know. That's just that's just what it is for people who are viewing from home. Right. Because like and then you can kind of watch the, as I said, like the Nintendo stuff, the Treehouse stuff, which can be interesting. You're like, oh, on Tuesday at like 10 o'clock, they're talking about Luigi's Mansion. So I guess I'll watch that. Um, I remember doing that a couple years ago. But yeah, I've got that one. Remember that one E3 when Nintendo spent an hour talking about Smash? Yeah, I love that. <laughs> uh, that was for a very specific audience. Yeah, it was for me. Yes. Because they were like, oh, man, you need to know the changes. Yes. And I, d- I did need do to you, know. Do you see this frame? It's now different. This this it's, one yeah, frame. Dog. We changed this one attack frame. Are you excited? We're going to spend yes. five minutes talking about this one frame. I am very excited. <laughs> And continue to be very excited. <laughs> Do you still play that regularly? No, I haven't played. So, uh, I played it a couple weekends ago, mm. but I did not buy the new season pass yet. Do you think you'll start playing it once like new characters get thrown into the mix? <laughs> yeah, I just Min Min is cool, but I I don't know. That doesn't make me want to play. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you got you got to play Deadly Premonition. <laughs> I do the ultimate switch release. <laughs> Now, if they put Francis York Morgan in Smash, oh my god. That would be next level on a skateboard. It would control better. That'd be so funny. <laughs> that would be funny. No, no, it's gotta... It, the character has to be like 10 frames per second. It's gotta be game specific. <laughs> yeah. So. It has to stay true to the original vision. <laughs> exactly. Oh. <Yeah. laughs> um. <sighs> But yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got. That ended up being uh, yeah, a little longer than I expected. So I'm yeah. happy with that that topic then. Yeah, yeah, not bad. Um, so with that, I think that'll do it for us here. Uh, as always, the theme song is Sting Operation by the band Anamanaguchi, an mm-hmm. excellent chiptune band. You can check them out and you can catch us next week. Peace out. Peace out.